Hi, hello, we're back uh, with some interview time with um, Otto and Kali. I did that backwards, but yes, these people. Um, thank you guys so much for taking extra time out to do the thing, chat with me a little bit. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, JJ, long-time player, short-time listener. Uh, compared to the opposite, we have long-time listener, short-time player. Uh, so we have the extremes on both sides here. Um, JJ, I think we've played tabletop for six years together, I think. I've known you since <laughs> middle school. <laughs> this is true. We did not play tabletop games since middle no. school, though. Uh, no. I think you were on season one, or maybe even before, of We Run the Stars. I think yeah, technically I was, before this show even had a name. I think we played back when it wasn't even streamed. It was just at your apartment. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what, guys? This is really good content. Let's all hang out um, and do this live. Uh, so, yeah, started out with 5th edition Shadowrun. Uh, played some D&D with you for a little bit. Had a cleric who killed Matt right off the bat, on accident even. Um, Let's try to help him. <laughs> Uh, thought I was doing him a favor. Uh, and then played Shadowrun some more. Also killed another person who you're trying to help and thought you were doing someone a favor. Uh, and then we moved to 6th edition. Got partnered with Catalyst with some awesome opportunities for us there. And then now we're playing some Starfinder. So you've been along for a long, long ride. Um, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is how do you feel comparatively between Shadowrun and Starfinder as systems? Combat, I think they're both not bad. I think I still prefer. I just have a. I just have a bias towards Shadowrun. I think Shadowrun's combat is a tad better. I also think their uh, their their gear and all that stuff is more fluid and easy. But then again, it's. Shadowrun can base a lot of their stuff off of real world things, and Starfinder has to be completely different. Yeah. So I understand it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, for sure. Um, going over to you, Hannah. This is the first time you've got to actually play a tabletop, tabletop, tabletop RPG, a tabletop RPG. Um, you watch we run this, we run the night, going into we run the stars. Um. I guess what really drew you in to one watching the shows, but also two, like really being excited to like sit down and create a character and play the game. Uh, well, to watch, I, I don't know. I kind of just was curious about it at first, like just wondering what it was. Um, I don't know. I don't know all the nitty gritty stuff of it all, but um, I don't know. I just enjoyed watching as much as I could. Uh, we run the night, and then um, I started to watch We Run the Stars when it flipped over to that. And I don't know, I was just like curious, and that's why I'd asked you at some point um, if you had ever had an opening, if I could try it out. I don't know. And again, I'm still not <laughs> super good at it and still learning and all the learning curves and whatnot, but um, I don't know. I getting sitting down and making the character was probably the hardest thing for me i think i overthink everything um no, kind of even what i've 
said on some of the shows like just like was that the right thing i don't know like i'm sure there's not right or wrong even with creating a character and you know every newbie has to do it but i don't know it was nice it was fun to make a new character uh, i'm nervous to make another one if i ever have to but uh <laughs> i would i guess i would so no, that's good i mean if it, you can ask jj like i think We've made like six characters together, and like the first four were all the exact same, just depending on the edition we were playing. Uh, and then we sort of broke in a little bit away with Mason, with being the first ever face JJ's ever had to play. Uh, so he's always and the one that talking. Did that one for like almost two years. <laughs> almost did that one for two years, and now coming to Auto, uh, which is like the first, like I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. Like, hey, people actually. Maybe we don't be the bad guys, guys. Uh, which JJ's also, I've seen, I, I don't know, JJ, was I the first tabletop you ever played? Or did you play before? Don't, I think you might have been the first. So I it's also, your place was the first. Yeah. it's also very interesting to see both of you guys sort of grow as players. Because like, I mean, we all joke about it. But like Hannah went from, yeah, that sounds cool. Or not saying anything for an entire session to be like having now full blown conversations with someone from a backstory. Uh, so it's sort of it's very very cool to see like just over. I mean you only play. I mean you I say only, but like what twenty two episodes now you've been with us something like that. Um, so already seeing really just a lot of growth, which is awesome and that makes me excited. And that's my favorite part about GMing is watching people really get into character, really get into those character moments. Um, and sort of grow as a player, but also just like watching them, watching you become Kali or watching JJ become Otto is, is something that I really, really get to enjoy watching. Um, but that being said, we're going to take a little bit off the burner of different tabletop stuff you played. Um, and we'll start with Hannah first. Cause we started with JJ first last round. Um, why a um patra soldier um well the patra part i just was kind of looking up every different kind of race that was out there and i don't know kind of seemed like the most well not i shouldn't say the most interesting there's a lot more interesting ones out there but uh kind of an easier one to play at first um again with all the different rules and whatnot in this game I was just like I'm going with simplistic because I've never done this before and kind of doing a tabletop that has a lot of um what's the word mechanics to it yeah it's like I was just thinking I'm just gonna try to pick the easiest ones that I could deal with so um kind of also why I picked the soldier yeah um kind of helped that I was replacing somebody too. So <laughs> That's fair. That's, that's fair. Of, <laughs> kind of an easy choice too. I was just like, well, we need another soldier. Okay, cool. I'll pick that. So Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't help that, you know, their first space combat lore is out as well. And you're like, don't worry, guys. I will deal all the I shootings. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but... Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> uh, we work through it. Uh, and then, JJ, why did you choose uh, Brunary, uh Mechanic? The, uh, the Brunary part, which is just otter, it's literally just a humanoid otter, purely because otters are my favorite animals. That's it. <laughs> like, I was looking at it, and I was like, I want to be that. And I was just, like reading into it. I was like, 
just action doesn't make any sense to be a mechanic, I don't give a fuck. I want to be an otter, and I'm going to be a mechanic. Uh, and the mechanic was just something because it's, I wanted to do something practical. Like, I I like to build my characters more like what makes sense in RP-wise. Like, I'm not, I'm very different than uh, Donnie in, in the min-max aspect. Where it's like, I want it to make sense to me. And I think uh, I, I like the mechanic bit. I'm not, because I feel like, like Josh said before, I, would, I had a type of character I'd always make. The uh, assertive, dominant, violent dude. And I was like, all right, let's try to breed what Mason was, was supposed to be the exact opposite of that. It ended up kind of leading back into that. But, but uh, I felt like the mechanic was a good way to like pull me away from the pure action of it and be like, all right, here's, I can actually do something practical and, and helpful while also still specking to be combat helpful. Right, exactly, because um, you have you have your engineering skill, which is absolutely inc- like what is it plus fifteen or something? Yeah. Um. So like you're able to fix a lot of things, really do well on the ship when it like comes to shield and stuff like that. And then same with you, Kali. I know you were like filling in for our dear old Ted, um, and one of your first shows was the Gen Con show, I I believe, which was second or third or something like that which is just i was like oh, i'm so sorry that you have to do this in front of possibly hundreds of people or thousands of people uh but i guess my question for both of you um since you we did have a couple i guess for handy you had a couple but jj you've been doing this for three-ish years now with me um how did it feel to be able to play at gen like quote unquote at gen con either one of you can ask for answer first but uh i don't know it- I didn't think it especially since I'm I'm still in my like desk area. It didn't really feel too different. I mean maybe at first when you first told us about it, I thought I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to like meet up at a panel room. There's gonna I'm gonna be like sitting there and I have to like get in the character while I have potentially a crowd looking at me. I so I thought we was gonna happen at first. And I was like, that's I don't know if I'm more excited or nervous. And then you're like, no, it's behind your desk. I was like, oh, it's no different then. <laughs> Literally not a big deal. I feel like I was more excited for um, kind of everybody who creates content on here. I mean, like for streaming purposes and whatnot. Like to me, it's just kind of another stream. But um, I know for a lot of you guys who um, your content is you know your job basically in a way second job i guess um like i know that that's very important to have extra viewers and so i was more excited for you guys um i don't i didn't really find it any different than any other i mean that's that's a perfectly good answer because again we were here i'm very interested to see if they do like have us come back and actually have like once covid dies down hopefully and like they have in-person sessions like going to the convention center and be like, Hey, we're doing a live show. Uh, that had me nervous. Cause I also originally was going to be a live show. And they're like, Hey, we're doing all online. I was like, even better. Cause I have screens. Um, but I, I think I'm in the same boat as JJ. I think I was, I'm, was excited, but also extremely nervous at first when they're like, Hey, you want to, you want to do this thing? I was like, uh, excuse me. What I have to do my crazy voices, especially like, Man, if we had to do the Vlaka scenes where we had like all five Vlakas in the same vicinity having a conversation, I would have hated that live. It would have been 
miserable. Especially since we would have not cut you any breaks and purposely orchestrated that conversation to more NPCs. I would have absolutely just went like this. Like the entire time I was doing the same, just like put my blinders on and just ignore the rest of you until I figured it out. Um, my next question is for you guys. Uh, how do you feel with a party this large? Um, I know JJ, but we like, we've only done like three or four people for most of our tables. Um, how do you feel with it being eight people? Question for both of you. We'll go with Anna first. Since okay. JJ asked uh, first, last round. Uh, this is normal for me. I, I, if I ever played another tabletop and there was only like three people, I'd be like, oh, no, <laughs> not doing it. Um, I think also like being a new person that's never played, it's um, kind of it's not so much anxiety inducing because there's so many other people that can talk and obviously I've not gotten comfortable with that part. And so uh, it's kind of nice in that way. I kind of can blend in the background sometimes, which is bad, but good. I know. But uh, I guess like for me, again, it's, it's normal. I've never known anything different. So, yeah. Uh, for me, it's, I've definitely had to do some uh, adjusting because I'm the exact opposite of Hannah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a social extrovert and I sometimes talk too much. Uh, and I definitely have learned that. Uh, and especially switching over to a, a shit ton of people, I've definitely had to like force, like it's more towards the beginning. It's not really an issue anymore. But more towards the beginning, I physically had to remind myself, like I had to have that mental dialogue of like, hey, shut the fuck up for a little bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I definitely can, like, there's been a couple times I've even been, like, send a message after the group's like, guys, come on, we can, we can do better. We're, we're literally all talking over each other. This is absolutely miserable to listen to. Um, and then there are other times, like, every other session besides, I think, of two, I think, like, we've had really good conversation, like, there have been really good RP moments. And I also like it because it allows us to have more breaks if we have people who are sick or have something come up. And, like, we can have more people missing would still have a show to put on, which is for me a really big thing. Cause I don't know about you guys. This is like the highlight of my week. I get to hang out, play nerdy games with my nerdy friends and it is choice. Um, but I absolutely love it. And I hope you guys are also enjoying it. again. Hannah, I know you said this is normal. So um, it's really good to see that, you know, it's, it's comfortable. Um, that being said, going into not spoilers, um, but sort of like backstory stuff for you guys. Um, one with the backstory that's currently available to you guys, more of like your home planet choices, like you sort of wrote into your backstory. What was maybe like the hardest part in writing it or something that was extremely special to you? Like that makes or breaks your backstory. I'll have JJ go first. You got it. Okay. Uh, I was like, mine's pretty simple. It was, I wanted something that made sense. Cause I, I always was kind of bothered by whenever somebody would write like a backstory that you're like, da, 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 I do this and this and this, and this is why I do this. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, uh, a heavy weapon specialist. And you're like, cool. You just explained to me why you just spent 20 years in a springling circus. Why the fuck you know how to use a rocket launcher? Like I always wanted to make, like I hated with, when somebody when somebody does that and you're like doesn't make any sense on <laughs> but how why do 
<laughs> Why? So I, I usually like to keep mine somewhat vague. Uh, that way, like, I, I also like to leave it a little bit vague. That way the GM has more flow to be able to, like, kind of do what he wants with, like, how he want to arcs his story. But, like, I, I, I chose, obviously, a soldier. Not the class soldier, but he's a soldier. And in the, I made a, I made, I homebrewed, to be honest, a whole rule about how the Brenier soldiers are given two jobs because they don't actually go to war too often. So it's like, hey, you're taught to be a combat, but when you're not doing combat 98% of the time, you're doing this generic ass job, which for me happened to be the mechanic. Uh, and then that made sense for why it was so good to be a mechanic and how I had this capability to be a sniper because it made, kind of sense yeah um and then the whole reason he leaves is because he joined the army for adventure and to go do crazy things and then i got in it's like man the brunier don't do shit <laughs> boring as fuck i was like i'm getting off this planet i'm gonna do something fun i'll say it's because the Brunieri, i mean they have like a, a race set up for them and stuff in one of the um alien archives but like beyond that there's no there's no information on the Bruneri. So, like, it's a lot of, like, I read through JG backstories, like, all right, this is how the Bruneri function. This is how they're going to function in this campaign because I'm not going to take the time to fix something if someone's already wrote it. So, <laughs> so I was just like, I'm all for it. And, I, like, did you find that enjoyable to be able to, like, compare to, like, Shadowrun? The world is set. There is the Big Ten Corporation. There is Seattle. Seattle is run this way. Like, did you enjoy having the chance to, like, write your like civilization's own story type thing it it definitely made it a lot easier because it's i definitely remember making characters back in Shadowrun that you're like you know i like this but it doesn't make any sense because of x y and z and i'm like i didn't fucking know that all right hold on what <laughs> rip <laughs> yeah uh but it didn't make it easier but the way i just took it as in like since there was not really any backstory that i could tell like too much I was able to just be like, cool, they must not really get into a whole lot of fights, which makes sense because yeah. the Brunari is supposed to be, like, diplomatic. Right, because, I mean, I they're they're natural diplomat. Like, you get a plus two for diplomacy, right, just for being a Brunari? Yeah, because it's like they're born and raised natural trait of, like, we have conflict with words. <laughs> and Otto's like, fuck that. I want to see booms and explosions. Let's go. <laughs> um. And then on the other half of that, we have Kali, who's like, your planet's already fully scripted for you. Like, it's, hey, this is a miserable planet no one wants to live on, except for us Patras, and the vest sort of suck. <laughs> well, some of the Patras. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, like, my backstory, I just kind of, I knew I wanted to do an outlaw. And so when I chose that, I was, I kind of just made that, um... I started in the middle of my story and kind of went forward, like backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Like my, I don't know how to like explain it all my backstory without being like, oh, that's exactly the spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel it. I, I mean, I kind of wrote mine kind of to the T. Not mm -hmm. exactly on every little thing of whatever it is, but. Um, I mean, I wrote it up to the point of how I got to Starfinder. So I didn't really leave a whole lot of room. Um, but also, again, this was my first one. So trying to just figure out even how to write one. So No, and I mean, your backstory was 
pretty solid. Like, it, it did give me a lot of wiggle room. I mean, I made wiggle room, as you could tell from this evening. I made wiggle room when there was no wiggle room. Um, and you can ask JJ. I like to do that a lot. It's like, hey, there's this is pretty set in stone. I was like, but what if it wasn't? <laughs> there's technology. There's magic. What if it wasn't set in stone? Um, but, uh, no, I, especially for being a, a first-time backstory like i don't think jj for like first three characters gave me a backstory besides like oh yeah they probably are aries corp working for military or in the army makes it simple (laughs) (laughs) but uh to act and i was like i was expecting like very very vague stuff or um just like oh hey i don't have one because i'm trying to busy learn rules and then like Two days later, like here's my backstory. I hope it's okay. I was like, this is this is amazing. This is what is this? Um, I'm not backstory shaming anyone, any viewers or chat. I'm not doing that. Um, like I said, like watching all my players grow from never playing a tabletop and rolling a set of dice before to making a backstory, making character art growth is my favorite part about all of this that we get to do. Um, Yes, JJ. I just realized I played some D&D in high school. <laughs> Dang it. I'm not the first. That's fine. Uh, but it's just very interesting to watch, like, especially because when I think of like the newer people in our group, I think of you two as like the newest people to tabletop uh, compared to or maybe Laura too, because Laura's played like as soon as we started, like we met while playing D&D. So um she's also one of our newer players but it's also very interesting to see like how the mix and mangle of new people versus people who've been on the show for a long time or being in front of a camera in general um could also have a different effect on tabletop gaming uh you could say and do things that make sense for the world but when you put it in front of a camera it looks real bad um but it's also just another thing. Just I do want to thank you guys. Like, you guys don't have to spend every Thursday for three hours playing role playing games and being a nerd. But I appreciate you guys for being part of that group and hanging out and having a um, a good time with it. And then, last but not least, um, I guess it's two part question. First part: This campaign so far has had a lot of bouncing all over from planet to planet. Um, oh, hey, look, we did a mission. Let's go travel to the other part of the galaxy and do this planet on X planet and then learn that place. Um, and it's now had a very, very long secluded, oh, hey, we're on a single planet for, I think, out of game. We were there for three or four months. Um, how do you guys feel between the two, between jumping around from planet to planet? Do you guys prefer that? Do you guys prefer... Oh, I like being on one planet. We got to learn the really the lore of the planet, the lore of the people. Uh, or do you like just jumping around and getting just tidbits of information from each planet? Uh, we'll go ahead and start with JJ first. I prefer a more uh, like consistent narrative of like what we're doing. Like right now is something that JJ doesn't like understands as because obviously I've D- I've DM'd before, so I understand like you got to like the moment of like transition to the next hook, but that right now we're in between hooks and i'm like i don't really know what to do i don't really know because the whole time we were arguing where we're going none of it seemed wrong we were just kind of like 
I don't fucking know what to do, man. Like, so for me, the plant to planet doesn't really matter as long as we have a reason we're going there. Like, we have a plan. So I, either way, I don't mind. If the plan is we stick around somewhere for a while, cool. If the plan is we got to jump planet to planet every now and then for different X, Y, and Z reasons, as long as we know. So for me, it doesn't matter. If I just, I like to know what we're doing. <laughs> Same question to you, Hannah. Um, well, I don't think it was ever our plan to stay on that fucking ice cold <laughs> planet. <laughs> First off, but um, I mean, it became the plan after we didn't have a ship, which is cool. Um, I kind of liked jumping from place to place. Uh, again, it was just something that I jumped into and was was normal. So staying somewhere for weeks was very uh, long to me and kind of got a not boring but like kind of talking about the same vlaka and all that I didn't really care about that after a while so but again it's um we're just trying to get a mission done and be done with it and try to get our ship back in order so kind of had to do that to get our ship back but um yeah I I don't really like not knowing where we're going and not having a plan Kind of like JJ, but uh, we're kind of there right now because nobody really agrees on where to go, but we got to go somewhere. So, And I love how you guys just like all agree. It's like, yep, we're going to see Zarat's kids, uh, which raise your hand if you were surprised that Zarat had 20 kids. For sure. I was. Um, <laughs> good old. I like how he just casually said it, too. Hey, do you mind if we go see my like 20 kids? That'd be really cool, guys. What? <laughs> What the fuck? Who has 20 kids? Okay, let's go. Have you met the Sheeran? Um, <laughs> that's also, right. while you were gone, Hannah, Josh admitted, just like, oh, I had a plan if we were going to go see your parents. Like, that was already a thing. And he was like, zero plan to go see Zerat's anything. So we definitely, he had a story for if we landed with my parents. I'm annoyed now. <laughs> my parents. I have, I, mean, you could have. I have a plan, like, Based off of, I mean, I've played, like, we played, this is episode 26. Like, we've played quite a bit together as an eight-person group. I played with, like, a lot of these people outside of this game. Like, I have a basic understanding of, like, suggestions or ideas that are going to come up. It's like, oh, I mean, I know, like, even before we even went to the Zedarian system, you guys brought up the point of, like, hey, safe haven, excuse me, safe haven with the Bruneri, even before going to the vast the vast in general was an option so i was like okay cool that might be an option they might do or going to see other people um and then never in my million years would i be like zero i'll be like can we go see my 20 kids that'd be super awesome like we're talking about the vest military being after them the mob being after them trying to clear people's names and zero's like i just want to see my family man i don't know what's so difficult about your guys lives but can we just do this um <laughs> But I, I just never in a million years would have guessed that. And yes, Frostbite, I should always expect to do the unexpected. That's why I have 80,000 quest lines ready to pick up, except for on Versus. So thanks for that. Appreciate it. Long time. Um, and then Space Combat versus Ground Combat. Which do you like better and why? We'll go ahead and start with Hannah. Um, ground, because I'm I'm used to it now. How many space combats have we actually had to do? Not many. I think so. four for the entire yeah. show, if that. Yeah, and I wasn't there 
I think for maybe the first one or first yeah. two, I'm not really sure. Um, so definitely I'm more comfortable, definitely like round butter, but I'm sure if we fly around more and whatnot, we have more combat, I'll, I'll get used to that too. But I kind of like having two pistols, so I don't know. And I have two rifles, so I have a lot of things going on. <laughs> and how about you, JJ? I, you already know the answer. I much prefer ground combat. Uh, I mean, with this ship combat, granted, it does go a little faster mm-hmm. because we are so limited on what we're doing. Uh, like, only one person can move. Like, if you are a gunner, you're like, do I want to shoot the ship in general or aim at something specific? What are my other options? That's fucking it. <laughs> and then as an engineer, you're like, I have shields here. I patch this, and that's it. So it seems more like tunnel visioned that I don't really do as much. And when it comes to the ground combat, I, I could scale a wall. I could throw a grenade. I could walk in the middle of the field and just be like, fuck you bug. Like I, like I have so, I have so many options of things I could do. It's, I just prefer it. I can definitely understand that. Um, I think of all the systems that, that start like Starfinder feels really special because of the space combat. Like obviously, like looking at other systems like Star Wars or uh, Star Trek or anything like that, space combat is very, very clunky um, and takes way too long. Um, but that being said, this is I, I again I super enjoy it because it has its own feel to it. Like it goes from a team effort to compared to like oh what's what am I doing for combat compared to like oh well if the you know, the pilot goes here, then I can shoot X, Y, or Z ship and stuff like that. So, um, they're two different, uh, they're apples to oranges, it almost feels like, but they are both very, very good. I definitely, especially now that you guys are level five, you guys are picking feats and everything else that like are really starting to round out your character. That's very, very unique to that person. Um, which I think is really, really awesome. Um, last question here, level ups. Um, what feat did you take at level five and what was the sort of main driver for that feat and any sort of big skill changes? Like if you put four points in a new skill, um, what'd you choose that for? If it's not a spoiler, we'll go ahead and go with Hannah first. Uh, well, first I have to remember everything I chose. Um, so my feat, I chose toughness, mm-hmm. which is basically just like kind of, where we came from dealing with the tough weather changes of if it's weather cold or hot or um there's i think that one was a wait hold on i gotta see plus four for constitution Mm -hmm. and then plus four for uh, fortitude if there's like um i think that one's the hot or cold environments and then also if there's thick or thin atmospheres to avoid choking on smoke and all that sort of stuff in there so um i don't know i kind of just thought it was a cool one i also really wanted to choose barricade so like in combats i really wanted to choose like i could barricade up from different materials around me but i could choose that on the next level up because it's a combat feat so okay decided to just do toughness first and then i'll probably do maybe barricade the next one and toughness also gives you a point of stamina per level is that right yeah yeah yep Right. Level, so yeah. So you get some extra health out of it as well, which is super nice. 
yeah. Barricade would be perfect because I have a trick called combat maintenance where I can make an object even stronger. <laughs> like if you barricade and make a wall, I could like and make it like even stronger. Hold on, I should do that for the next one. Yeah. Don't we have to be by each other, and that doesn't always happen. That's fair. Especially with the sniper versus pistols. It's but either way, that's pretty cool. Um soldiers are awesome. They get a feat every level. Um like most classes, you get like a feat on odd levels, and soldiers get a, a combat specific feat on even levels, which is super super cool. And did you get any other cool features? Um, uh, yeah, for my what is it, pistol dancer? Mm-hmm. That I don't know how to say the whatever it is, staccato strut. I'm guessing yep. is what it is. Okay, so it's if I make a full attack with small arms and target different. Um, creatures with that each attack it reduces the penalty uh, attack by one so it's pretty cool you get so you get a small bonus to attack different people at the same time right that's so, pretty pretty sick trying to um, up the pistol usage makes yeah. sense um, sell those rifles now <laughs> probably makes them a little extra credit um are there any big like skill changes? Did you put like a bunch of points into something new, or is it mostly just increasing what you're already really good at? Um, mostly just increasing. The biggest one that I chose was athletics. Mm. Um, kind of just figured, I don't know, more if I wanted to climb or whatnot. So makes sense. Not? I had a lot of extra skill points, so I kind of just figured I'll throw a bunch in there. Cool. But yeah, did engineering, stealth, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, because you need engineering for break, like lock picking and stuff like that, right? Right. Cool, cool. Um, and then, what about you, JJ? Let's go ahead and start with your feet, your reason, and then if you had any other feature changes or um, big skill choices. My uh, my feet. I went with medical expert. It basically just means that I can use uh, healing items like uh, spray flesh and uh, med patches. Uh, uh, to basically cure massive wounds that normally you can't just fix. Mm-hmm. And I can also do um, long-term care without a hospital, med bay, med lab, anything. As long as I have a med kit, I can take care of somebody. Which The reason I chose that was I when I was Otto was looking around when people were getting fucked up, the only person in our crew that could really do anything about it was Zarat, and he was only using magic. I was like, what happens if you can't use magic or you're gone <laughs> and someone gets like shot like legit shot not like oh my armor so i was like we probably need somebody especially i didn't know how long we were gonna be on this planet so i was like there's definitely no fucking hospital on this planet especially now so he paid a little bit more attention to their healers uh practically not magically uh and that's pretty much it i just figured that was something we definitely need now because now all i need is really a med kit and we i should be able to take care of any wound that we have uh and then i got a uh class uh feature mm-hmm. skill whatever uh it is remote hack so i can now uh do things from 20 feet uh, once i get to level seven then it's uh 10 uh, 30 feet and then I think every two levels, it keeps going up by 10 feet. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about that, plus the skill that I got level three overload, 
So if I see a dude with any sort of energy weapon 20 feet that way, I can just be like, and that gun doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and also super helpful for, like, you know, messing with cameras, especially since you guys are about to do a heist, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that'll be super awesome um, and be helpful, I'm sure, on different different ways. Um, but any other big skill changes that you made or just pretty much just upgrade what you were already good at? Uh, I did do a little bit of upgrading what I was good at. I also did some things to get rid of negatives, like my athletics was a negative, uh, something else was a negative. And then I threw all my extra points into piloting. I wonder why, actually, Hannah reached out to me earlier. She's like, so we have like three gunners and no pilot. It's like Freedom 11, me, and, uh, Sunny are all really good pilots, or all really good gunners, but like... Who's flying this thing? <laughs> I was like, that is a very good question that I think Al will be the answer for. And then you're like, I have pilot rank. So like, nice. Because Al, I think, only has like a plus seven to piloting. So you're actually a better pilot than Al is. Oh, sweet. So. Um, and then, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, guys, thank you guys so much for coming to this little interview here. I really do appreciate it, uh, again, for taking the extra time outside of what we usually do um, to go ahead and chat with me a little bit about level ups, a little bit about your background and who you are as a person. So I really do appreciate that, Hannah and JJ. Um, I will see you guys next week for another fantastic show. Hannah, it's good to have you back after three-week hiatus. It's been good to have someone else to be able to shoot things on a non-shooting episode. We really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I missed it all last week. I was so bummed. I was like, no, I like combat. I wanted to be there. Uh, I, I oh felt, well. I felt real bad. I was like, all right, well, we're postponing for two weeks. I was like, okay, cool. Like our soldiers going to be back. And she's like, Hey, something came up. I was like, well, we're still doing the show. So sorry. <laughs> I'm hoping things slow down three weeks in a row of being busy is crazy, but it's okay. Life happens. That's true. Um, but thank you guys again. Really do appreciate it. Um, chat out there. Thank you guys for hanging out. I really do appreciate it. Well, all eight of you, uh, we are going to go ahead and raid over to, um, our good old buddy, the Aussie techs, another Tarkov streamer from down under. Um, so make sure you guys go and send him some love. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys follow him, give him uh, a shout out. If you have J Bruce high, which you should, if you're following, cause we have follower emotes, make sure you spam that J Bruce pog. If you have it, Thank you guys again. We'll see you guys next week for more Rewind the Stars at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a good night, guys. See ya. Bye.